Last uh, Thursday, BDS Quebec held a press conference. BDS Quebec, as you know, is a coalition of several civil society organizations in Quebec that support Palestinian human rights and that wants to see the Israeli government held accountable for the crimes they continue to commit against Palestinian the Palestinian people. The coalition is part of the larger BDS uh, movement. BDS is the main Palestine solidarity campaign today. It stands for boycott, divestment and sanctions. As you know, the federal election day is coming soon on October 21st. And like during the last federal election, BDS Quebec is actually a third party in these elections as well. A third party in the election is any person or entity that is not a political party, not a candidate, not a constituency association, but that does engage in political advertising during the elections. So, for example, uh, that could include uh, putting up posters on the streets like candidates do, but instead of promoting the can- candidate, they might promote a specific issue or raise a question that they think it's important to raise during the election. So any group or even individuals in Canada can register as a third party. So BDS Quebec is registered as a third party during this year's election as well. The main part of their activity as a third party was to put posters about Palestine on the streets of Montreal. And we will talk more about these posters during an interview I did with one of the spokespeople of BDS Quebec, Bruce Katz. Another thing BDS Quebec did recently as part of this election season is to hold a press conference, as I mentioned last Thursday. The main subject of the press conference was to ask the political leaders seven questions related to Palestine. So the goal was to bring Palestine to the debate. Considering the failure of mainstream media on this topic and their failure when it comes to asking the good and relevant questions related to that issue, BDS Quebec basically invited itself to the debates by holding a press conference and asking the questions themselves. So I was uh, last week at the press conference. The press conference was in French and I will play a part of it at the end where you will hear the speakers cite what are the seven questions in French. But first, I will play the interviews I did in English with two of the speakers right after the conference. First, I talked with Bruce Katz from PAJU. PAJU is, uh, stands for Palestinian and Jewish Unity. It's a group that is member of the BDS Quebec Coalition. Then I talked to Corey Balsam from Independent Jewish Voices Canada, also a member of the BDS Quebec uh, Coalition. And so I will uh, start first by playing the interview I did with Katz with Bruce Katz, who will uh, talk more about BDS Quebec being registered uh, registered as a third party, as I mentioned. Uh, we will talk about their poster campaigns in the streets of Montreal. Two of the posters were exhibited uh, during the press conference, so I asked him about uh, the posters. And also, what is uh, the response to some concerns raised by some allies who thought that maybe one of the posters' image might be too violent or too graphic? Bruce also talked about the court case BDS Quebec won against the city of Montreal during the last federal elections in 2015. At that time, the city of Montreal illegally took down their posters because, uh, like I mentioned, BDS Quebec was a third party during last elections as well, and they had a posters campaign uh, last election as well. At that time, Montreal, uh, the mayor of Montreal was Denis Coderre. So he will talk about the court case they won against uh, the city of Montreal. 
Also, Bruce will summarize all the questions that the BDS Quebec Coalition was bringing to the debate during the conference. As I mentioned, at the end of the show, I will play the French clip from the conference where you can also hear the seven questions in French as well. After I play Bruce's interview, I will play the interview I did with Corey from IJV Canada. With Corey, we will talk more about the question IJV in particular thought it was very important to include in the seven questions. I also talked with Corey what other question he thought might be added to the list as well. Uh, like, for example, a question related to some questionable charities in Canada who are funding settlements, apparently, in the occupied Palestinian territories. So he will be talking about that. We also talked with uh, Corey about the media and the I Vote Palestine campaign. Uh, if you remember, I Vote Palestine campaign was the topic of our last week's show. If you're interested, I talked with Hanna Kawas, who's a Palestinian activist based in Vancouver. And uh, he was one of the people who started this campaign, I Vote Palestine campaign. It was uh, It's very interesting because the I Vote Palestine campaign, if you listen to last week's interview, had a very similar concept as the BDS Quebec press conference. Uh, I Vote Palestine also had questions. They had more specifically nine questions that they wished to ask our candidates to see their clear stances on Palestine before people go to the poll and elect uh, their candidates. So... Um, Only the NDP and the Communist Party uh, responded to their questions. So, uh, as I said, if you're interested, you can check out the interview. Very interesting. Uh, on our Mixcloud channel, you can see, you can reach, you can see the link uh, to the interview. If it's easier on our Facebook page, just look for Under the Arche. But first, uh, we will start today with my interview with Bruce Katz about last week's press conference held by BDS Quebec about the seven questions they would like to present to our leaders. Stay tuned to Under the Olive Tree. So we are here during a press conference and I'm talking to Bruce Katz. So can you maybe first start by telling us what is this uh, press conference about? What groups are participating? What are you guys communicating? Okay, well, um, we're here as uh, BDS Coalition, BDS Quebec. And uh, we, uh, once again, as we did in 2015, uh, we are, uh, have been recognized as a, a third party in the uh, federal election campaign by Elections Canada. And uh, we chose once again to be in this uh, campaign in order to bring the, uh, the severity of the, the Palestinian situation uh, the abuses that they suffer, their legitimate reclamations for, for justice and uh, national life uh, to the public eye and uh, to ask questions, particularly today, uh, this evening, this is Thursday, and this evening there will be a debate in uh, French among the, uh, the federal leaders of the uh, federal parties in uh, Gatineau. And we are here today because we want questions addressed to them and we want answers from them, especially uh, considering uh, inaction on their part as uh, concerns uh, the, the, the question in the Middle East, uh, the Palestinian question. Um, we're, we're pleased that the, uh, the NDP has shown some uh, 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 more openness on the question. Uh, whereas we can't say the same for the, uh, the other parties. But uh, we're here also to uh, show uh, and, and uh, talk about the, uh, the posters that we've put up, quite large ones, uh, asking political parties when 
when will there be sanctions uh, against Israel for its, uh, its its terrible, brutal occupation and its uh, and, and its apartheid system, which is uh, which uh, continues on with impunity and even with the uh, the, the complicity of uh, of our political class, with some exceptions. That's that's uh, very interesting. Man, some people might not know, but according to our electoral law, as you explain, uh, as you explained it during the conference, third parties like BDS Quebec can present themselves, and uh, you guys cannot present candidates, but you can kind of, for example, one of the things are you can put posters. So, do you have? We saw a couple of posters behind you during the conference. Do you have already these posters printed and on the streets? Yes, there there are already. We we are. Um we are targeting uh, uh, two or three um, writings. One of them is Justin Trudeau's writing, Papineau, uh, because uh, we feel that uh, he has, uh, uh, his, his uh, government really, uh, there's been no difference uh, basically on the, uh, the, on the Palestinian question from the Harper government. Uh, very, very, uh, very few uh, differences between the two, and uh, we consider uh, both of them uh, uh, unacceptable. Um, you know, it's one thing to go to the uh, United Nations and uh, and praise Nelson Mandela, who combated apartheid, when your own government is complicit in supporting apartheid, which is which is the truth of the uh, which is a matter of of of, of fact. Uh, so we're targeting Papineau, and we, we have um, posters up in Papineau. We're also going to be distributing leaflets in Papineau. We also have uh, uh, it in a downtown riding, and uh, we, we may uh, uh, put it up in the third riding of our choice. In, in the 2015, we had it in eight ridings, but um, costs being what they are and the fact that our budget is nevertheless limited we don't have as many posters up this time but we've we've been placing them strategically at at metro stations and uh and uh, things like that but as uh, as you said as i explained before it is possible under uh canada's uh, federal electoral law for uh a uh, a group uh, to uh present itself as a third party uh provided that uh, the the stipulations of uh, the electoral law are uh, are respected and even uh, individual citizens can do can, they, they, an individual citizen has the right to uh, be recognized as a a third party as an individual and what i would um, what i would uh, suggest to people is if they want more information to go onto the site of elections canada look up uh, third parties and they 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 will see the uh, what the stipulations of the electoral are are one of your posters posters that we saw it was an actual image that actually happened of an israeli soldier holding down a small kid and we know 
people who follow a little bit the news about Palestine-Israel, that kid is the little brother of Ahed Tamimi, the, the teenager who got nine months in prison in Israel because she slapped an occupation soldier that was trying to get in, uh, inside her house. And so and when I talked to you a little bit before the conference, you told me that some people might thought that this poster is a little bit too uh, violent, maybe. But you guys insisted on putting it. Why? Because that, 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 that uh, image that you see is a reflection of the daily reality of uh, Palestinians, especially uh, uh, in the West Bank. Uh, in Gaza, we all know that uh, uh, demonstrators, uh, peaceful demonstrators, uh, who show up on Friday to, to protest the illegal blockade, which has been going on now for, since its 12th year, are shot down as if it were, you know, uh, a video game or something. I mean, it's completely dehumanizing. Um, and uh, the, we wanted specifically to to choose the image of of the child being brutalized here because this is what Israel does uh, systematically uh, to uh, to the the entire Palestinian population uh, in the occupied territories, but more specifically to. Uh, against children because that is a way of uh, that's a way also of getting at, at at the parents and at the adults uh, just recently as a matter of fact just a couple of months ago uh, believe it or not the uh, Israeli military tribunal brought a three-year-old child in for interrogation keeping his family outside I mean what kind of a society does things like that what kind of a society uh, arrests children uh, with with no proof, uses administrative detention, which can be renewed every six months, to incarcerate uh, uh, civilians, in this case Palestinian civilians, uh, who are simply thrown into into jail uh, with no charges, no proof, and, and no uh, no uh, uh, no access to uh, due process. What kind of society does that? A, a, a brutal society that uh, practices a systematic dis and institutionalized discrimination with impunity because our political classes in the West and elsewhere um, permit it because they're complicit with it because they themselves have uh, a history of colonizing indigenous peoples. There you have it. And that's why we use this image. And that's why we use an image of, of Roger Waters as well, uh, stating the fact that there have, there have to be sanctions against Israel. It has to be deprived of the impunity uh, with which it practices a, a, an absolutely brutal and illegal occupation of, uh, of the Palestinians. Uh, as a matter of fact, just uh, right now, what's happening in the... Uh, in the South Hebron Hills, is they, they continue to expel Palestinians, demolish their homes. Have have we heard a, a peep uh, from any of our uh, political leaders here uh, concerning that? You know very well that if it were the other way around, and if if one if one Israeli citizen one Israeli citizen had been killed, you wouldn't hear the end of it. You can kill Palestinians as much as you like. All right, and uh, the media here will say nothing about it. That's a fact. 
So I believe that in 2015 also you guys were did a poster campaign. You, you were also recognized as a third party and did a poster campaign. And I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, the city of Montreal maybe put down your posters and you took them to court, right? Exactly. But that, that, was, um, that was the Kader administration that was... Uh, it was uh, it was his administration that was uh, in City Hall at the, at, at the uh, at the time, and yes, and we also we, we even had films of uh, of Montreal city workers uh, taking down our um, our um, our posters. Um, we hired a lawyer, uh, uh, Maître Alain Tremblay, who is now retired. He did an excellent job. Um, we uh, we sued the city of Montreal and uh, were awarded damages in the, the tune of $12,000 for BDS Quebec. That trial took place uh, just this year in January of 2019. And uh, we, uh, we uh, set up uh, a, a, a jurisprudence, uh, really. And so... Uh, we take for granted that some of our uh, posters will be torn down because, uh, uh, let's face it, we 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 are sometimes um, uh, tracked by uh, pro-Zionist elements here, and uh, they tear it down. But we are quite confident that this time there'll be no action on the part of the uh, the, the city of Montreal administration. So another things you guys do at the third party, this press conference, you had a list of questions that you wanted the parties to the leaders to answer. So can you talk to us more about these questions? Yeah, well, uh, there there are uh, uh, seven basic uh, seven basic questions that we uh, that we asked. Uh, the first one, uh, and, and I'll translate it from French. Okay, the uh, the the very existence of the Palestinian people. Is, is threatened, and uh, the, the geographical maps uh, which we have on the back of our of of the the, the leaflets uh, that we're we're going to be distributing in, in Papino, um, they speak for themselves because they show the dispossession of Palestinian territory. So our question there, first question is. Do you find that this situation of dispossession is normal, acceptable, fair? What will you do to uh, support the Palestinian people who refuse to disappear and uh, and claim their uh, their justifiable right to uh, self-determination? Uh, secondly, we noted that uh, the United Nations Canada votes systematically. Uh, always with the United States, Israel, sometimes Australia, and of course with uh, powers like the Marshall Islands, Micronesia, and Palau, which lends a great deal of le- legitimacy to to their uh, to their vote, and they vote against resolution that basically calling on uh, on, on the nations to respect individual right, individual and collective rights of Palestinians. So our question: If elected, uh, how will your uh, party act and vote at the United Nations on the Palestinian question. Third, there's been a, um, a, a broad uh, accusation of anti-Semitism, which is, is always invoked to, um, to uh, silence uh, legitimate criticism of Israeli policies. And um, the, the, the liberal government under Trudeau has is, is, is even uh, 
officially adopted the the uh, con very controversial definition of uh, of anti-Semitism by the uh, international um, international alliance for the uh, the, the Holocaust uh, memory of the Holocaust that. Um, conflates criticism uh, uh, of Israel uh, and Zionism with anti-Semitism. And, and so here's our question to the leaders. Uh, do you consider that Israel is uh, a, a nation apart from the other nations that we are not permitted to criticize uh, under threat of, of being blackmailed as anti-Semites? Um, fourth, the Federal Court of Justice um, has uh, insisted on that products from the occupied territories be labeled uh, so that products such as wine coming from the illegal settlements um, be uh, uh, be uh, labeled as such, and the, the Trudeau government has actually has decided to appeal this decision. So here is our question. Will you, to the party leaders, will you re respect the decision of the Federal Court of Justice of Canada? Will you respect your own courts? Five, the, the, the Canadian Parliament in February of 2016 voted a, a, a motion from the, the Conservative Party uh, asking that, uh, demanding that the government of Canada reject the boycott, divestment and sanctions or BDS uh, uh, movement, which uh, they claim promotes the demonization and, and delegitimization of of Israel, and that um, any any individual group or, organ or Canadian organization that that promotes BDS. Uh, be, be denounced for that reason. So uh, we say BDS is a, mo is a, a citizens' movement which is nonpartisan and, and which is, is simply a, 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 a pac pacific de demand uh, for the end of the legal occupation and the respect of, uh, of uh, Resolution 194, which, is, uh, which calls for the the, the, the right of uh, return of the Palestinians. So our question to the leaders is, will you uh, annul, repeal this motion which violates uh, the liberty, uh, the freedom of expression of, of, of Canadian citizens? Um, another point, the, the Conservative Party under uh, Andrew Scheer, and Scheer has already said this, that if elected, he would move the Canadian embassy to uh, East Jerusalem, as uh, Donald Trump uh, did for their embassy, in, uh, in flagrant violation of international law. So our question to all of the leaders, not just here, is uh, will you adopt, either in the short or long term, uh, do, you, do, you, do you intend to adopt this, the same position as the Conservative Party of Canada and the United States administration of Donald Trump? And uh, it, what importance do you um, lend to the principle of, uh, of international law? And our final question, um, uh, we, uh, we say we, we believe that Canada has to radically uh, re review its, uh, its foreign policy towards uh, Palestine and Israel. So our question to the, the leaders, um, 
what do you promise to the, for the Palestinian people? Uh, once again, simply words that float in the air, uh, complacence or concrete actions uh, such as sanctions against Israel to force Israel to respect, to respect international law. Well, thank you for memorizing or for uh, summarizing, sorry, all. <laughs> no, it would have been too much to memorize, but, <laughs> but no, I read, no, but, but those, those are the questions we want asked. I mean, we, we, we doubt that, that they'll, they'll address them this evening because basically in, in all their debates, they haven't even touched the question of, of uh, foreign affairs and, uh, and the, the Middle East. Uh, but this, these are questions that we will keep, continue to come back to, and we expect we expect answers. We expect answers, and uh, we will not accept uh, the status quo on this on these issues. Well, thank you very much, Bruce. You're welcome. My pleasure. The federal election is on October 21st. Are you planning to vote on Monday? If you're a Canadian citizen at least 18 years old on Election Day, you can vote. If you're not yet registered to vote, you can register at your polling station. Visit elections.ca or call for the location and hours. For the official information you need to vote, visit elections.ca or call 1-800-463-6868. It's our vote. So we are here during the press, a press conference. So first, can you uh, introduce us who you are, what group you're representing, and the, the general idea about this press conference? So my name is Corey Balsam. I am the National Coordinator of Independent Jewish Voices Canada. And uh, we participated in this press conference as members of the uh, BDS Quebec Coalition, um, which was... Uh, which was organized ahead of the French language debate tonight to uh, invite the parties and the leaders of the parties, Palestine, and consider Palestinians um, in, um, in the debate um, and, of course, in, their, in, in what remains of the campaign. Um, so I already talked with Bruce, another speaker, uh, during the, the conference, and he summarized a little bit uh, the questions, because that's the goal. You guys had nine questions that you asked during the press conference. So uh, can you talk to us a little bit about this que these questions? What is the general topics that you thought it was important to include? And maybe is there other questions uh, you would like to add or other aspects of this uh, issue that you think should be also included? Yeah, so actually I think there were seven questions. Um, and, uh, you know, they touched on some, some core issues, um, mainly issues that, are, you know, we're not just talking about issues that are happening there, um, you know, in Palestine, Israel. Uh, we're talking about those that have a direct link with Canadian policy, um, whether domestic or foreign policy, right? Um, so, for example, one question that I... Uh, I read uh, was around the uh, the IHRA definition of anti-Semitism, which has been adopted by the Canadian government. Um, you know, another one was about the ticket, the labeling of uh, of settlement products, and the fact that the Canadian government has uh, appealed the court, uh, the federal court's ruling on that. Right. So, the, so mainly questions again that, that relate with Canadian policy. There's one question I would add. Um, of course, we had to be choosy, and, and we didn't want it to go on for, for a long time. But 
there's an important question around uh, charities um, in Canada and and their support for Israel and 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 um, you know various uh, violations of international law and actually Canadian law. Um, and as some of your listeners might know, IJV has long had a campaign to challenge the Jewish National Fund of Canada, which is sort of the one of the colonization arms of the uh, of the Zionist movement from the beginning of the uh, 20th century. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've written a, a report uh, or a complaint, actually submitted a complaint. Uh, it'll be almost two years ago now to the CRA. Um, it's, you know, a lengthy report detailing all the ways in which they contravene uh, Canadian law mainly and international law. This has been picked up by CBC and, and internationally. Uh, what we've actually found that they support, they've supported the Israeli military financially. Uh, they've supported uh, projects in the, in, the, in the West Bank, occupied territory. They discriminate officially, excluding Palestinians, uh, citizens of Israel from their housing developments. Right, so these are, I mean, <laughs> very important issues, and that violate the the rules for charities. So, um, uh, and this is actually not just the JNF. There are organizations like Friends of like Settlements, basically, right, that are that are fundra- fundraising arms in Canada for settlements, in you know, for or for for schools and settlements, for example, uh, uh, Torah school. Um, this is really not acceptable in this way. The Canadian government is contradicting its own policy of being against, for example, the settlements, while funding while funding them in a way, but by allowing them to to thrive, you know, with funding, uh, with tax deductible status. So, so again, I would I would I would ask uh, the leaders uh, how they can ensure they can help ensure that the CRA really does its job, right? Uh, and and the response from most of these parties on these questions, not directly to this question, um, has been that, you know, the CRA is independent and the CRA uh, works at arm's length from the government. I think that is BS, actually. And I've actually heard from someone high up in the CRA that nothing is apolitical, right? Nothing is separate from political influence, right? And, And so I think... This is a really important question um, that all these parties need to look into. You know, is the CRA removed, impartial? Uh, you know, again, I, I do not think it is. Uh, and how can, how can we actually uh, have it uh, do its job and uh, ensure that Canadian taxpayer money is not being used to finance uh, criminal activity? It's interesting you mentioned the point of impartiality and because um, in the settlement uh, in settlement wines case, which is another one of your questions, um, there was uh, accusation that the government actually interfered because at the beginning the the governmental institute judge if a label is right or no on liquors and they said that it's true that these products coming from settlements are badly labeled because they're saying that it's product of Israel when in reality they're not made inside Israel they made in the illegal settlements so the governmental inst- organization agreed with the activists saying that these are false labeling but then for 24 hours later Later, they changed their minds, and many people thought that the government interfered. So that's to your point about uh, government uh, interference, that how much these uh, institutions are really impartial. 
Totally. It's a bit of a different case because what the government did was, was they suggested that the Canada-Israel free trade agreement trumps those issues, right? I don't see in uh, these issues with the charities that they have anything that they can rely on. I don't know. It's all secret, right? But uh, I don't see that they have anything they can rely on that can defend these organizations, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, in the case of the, the, the wine appeal case, it's, it, we do see it as illegitimate to use the free trade agreement to trump, you know, basic consumer protection laws in Canada, right? Um, and, um, to, yeah, I mean, you know, this, this is not and will not be the first time that they try to interfere to protect, you know, not just Israel, but, of course, other allies and, and groups that they, they support. So um, the thing to notice is, like, you guys had to do a press conference to ask this question because I'm assuming because the journalists are not asking these questions. So I guess my question, how do you in general assess the journalist job, the mainstream journalism here in Canada when it comes to raising these questions, especially when it comes to the election season? Do you think there is a good question being asked to the leaders about Palestine? No. <laughs> um, it's interesting, you know, in, in, in the U.S. right now, there is a lot more discussion around uh, Israel-Palestine. And it, if it was even a question in debate, if I'm not mistaken, in, in a democratic debate, you know, so in, in many ways the U.S. Is, is, far, is, is more advanced than we are, at least in terms of the media talking about these things. Canada is very, of course, the media is very concentrated. In, there are only a few big media companies, and they're largely right-wing, <laughs> you know, or sort of liberal. They, they play it safe. So, um, you know, we haven't seen this, you know, even even given that several candidates have lost their, their status or their, their, their uh, candidatures um, around these issues, it hasn't really been discussed. And actually it's been taken, you know, Hassan Gia, for example, I saw an interview on, on, on CTV where they basically take as as fact that he's anti-Semitic, <laughs> right? And they don't question these things. Um, there have been a few articles on that issue, which, again, are cr- a bit critical, but... By and large, um, this question has been absent from from the debate and the electoral campaigns. Even again, it, even uh, even though, of course, the the political parties uh, do not hesitate to make pronouncements in support of Israel and against BDS, etc. Uh, these are questions that really should be discussed in society. Really should be discussed by the media um, and challenged. So I guess my final question, because we are in election season, what do you want uh, Canadians, our listeners, to take with them when they go and decide to vote, when it comes to Palestine? If they care about the Palestinian issue and justice in Palestine, Israel, how do they, take, how do they factor that into their vote? So IGV is a nonpartisan uh, organization, so... Um, you know, we won't endorse particular parties or uh, particular candidates. Um, but, um, you know, we definitely encourage people to bring these questions, uh, for example, to to local debates that are happening, to, to, to ask their representatives uh, where they fall on these issues. Um, you know, there are members of all parties that are receptive to these issues. I'm not sure about the Conservatives and the, and the People's Party. But, uh, well, no, even, even the Conservative Party, there are people that are receptive to hearing these messages. Um, that might not mean that, that they're going to do anything about it. Um, definitely in the Liberal Party, there are those who are receptive uh, and sympathetic, but they, they don't have that much power in, 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 in the 
in the party, and then um, of course the party takes decision. You mentioned during the press conference a point about the importance, you know, the difference between rhetoric and actual actions. Right. Um, so I mean, so that's a question. Uh, that's something for after the elections, right? The NDP, in particular, um, who has responded very uh, positively to this I Vote Palestine questionnaire. It was the only party that that uh, responded. You know, we really need to hold them to it and make sure that they continue to, to support, you know, continue to, to really be, uh, or even be more allies in, in the government on these issues and really stand up for them. You know, that's that's really important. And, and the next time there's a, there's a uh, an assembly uh, convention, an NDP convention, then we really hope that, that they will adopt some of these positions as party policies and, 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 and then uh, take it from there. So just to clarify for our listeners, so the I Vote Palestine questionnaire you mentioned, this is I Vote Palestine is a campaign that was started by Palestinian activists in Canada, and they had the same idea of uh, of this conference a little bit. They also have their own list of questions, nine questions, and they send it out to political parties. And also they were asking uh, Canadians to send it to the candidates uh, representing them in their own district. And they mentioned uh, that only the NDP responded and response, uh, responded positively to the nine questions. So you know, yesterday I did an interview with Hanaka was one of the people who launched this campaign, and he said he was uh, optimistic and hoping that this is actually indication of a change a little bit in the party when they are more clear about their stance, because until now they've been accused of flip-flopping a lot. Inshallah. <laughs> Inshallah. Well, thank you very much, Corey, for being with us. So we're just listening to Corey Balsam from IJV Canada, Independent Jewish Voices Canada. And before that, we listened to an interview I did with Bruce Katz from PAJU, which stands for Palestinian and Jewish Unity. Both these organizations are part of the BDS Quebec Coalition. And uh, I interviewed uh, both Bruce and Corey last Thursday, right after a conference that uh, BDS Quebec was uh, holding. Uh, during the conference, BDS Quebec talked about their posters campaign. Uh, they started uh, posters they hang on the streets of Montreal uh, because BDS Quebec is considered a third party during these elections, uh, these uh, federal elections. And also, uh, the conference also was addressing seven questions that BDS Quebec wanted the leaders of the main political parties to answer because uh, our media, unfortunately, is not asking the good questions uh, about Palestine-Israel in particular. So that was the topic of the conference. Um, I'm going to just uh, clarify or mention a couple of things we uh, talked about during this interview. So at one point, I mentioned a governmental institutions that is responsible of checking. Uh, one of the many things they're responsible of is to check if the labeling on products is correct, the products sold in Canada. Uh, I mentioned that in the discussion about the settlement wine. Uh, which are wines that are made in illegal settlements inside the Palestinian territories, but they have a, a label on them that says product of Israel. So that was a big uh, federal case about this uh, settlement's wines, and uh, the, the, the activist or the person who brought it to uh, the court uh, complaining that these labels are uh, misleading actually won. So the federal court uh, 
um, agreed that uh, the, these products are badly labeled. So the governmental institutions that I was talking about is the CFIA, which is the Canadian Food Inspection Agency. Also, if you're interested to know much more about the settlement's wines, I did an interview with David Kattenberg, who is the person who actually discovered these wines being sold in Canada with false labeling. And um, and he's the one who brought uh, to the attention of the CFIA. And then after the CFIA, as we mentioned, changed its mind. Uh, within 24 hours, he brought it to the federal court and he won. If you want to learn more about that, I did an interview with David. And also did an interview with his lawyer, uh, Dimitri Lascaris, who took the case pro bono. And they won the case last July. And so you can go to our Mixcloud channel, um, or you can go to our Facebook page, actually. Uh, just look for Under the Olive Tree CKUT, and you will find the links rare, there directly as well. Or the Mixed Cloud channel, Under the Olive Tree, as well. You can find the links of my interview with David and with Dimitri Lascaris. If you want to know more about the case and what's next, because as we mentioned in the press conference and during the interviews, the Liberal government decided to appeal the federal judge's ruling and basically continue to defend the products, these products being sold in Canada despite the false labeling. Reminder that Canada considered the settlements illegally occupied, so they're going against their own stances by defending these uh, products uh, badly labeled uh, and being sold in Canada despite being made in illegal settlements. So that's about the settlement wine. Another things we mentioned during the interview and it was mentioned during the press conference, and it was one of the seven questions that BDS Quebec brought, was uh, concerning the IHRA definition. Um, this definition is, uh, is a new definition adopted by IHRA, a new definition of anti-Semitism, and it's been very controversial because it seems the way it's worded and the way... Uh, it's written is uh, is conflating uh, anti-Semitism with criticism, legitimate criticism of the government and the state of Israel. So basically, it's controversial because it wants to it, it will be um, it would consider criticizing Israel as an act of anti-Semitism, and so obviously uh, that's problematic. And so uh, concerning the IHRA definition. I did a very interesting also interview uh, with Neil Neyman. Neil is also a member of AJV, uh, like Corey, but he's based in Vancouver. I was a great interviewer. We talked in details about this definition and why is it controversial? Why is it problematic? In what way it is uh, phrased that it makes uh, the criticism of the government of Israel or the state of Israel uh, it makes it as an act of anti-Semitism. And so... So we had an interesting conversation about that. If you want to really know in details what is the problem with this definition and how it's being used basically to criminalize criticism of the state of Israel by labeling it hate speech, um, you can go and check our interview with Neil Naiman on our Mixcloud channel as well, as well again on Facebook and our new um, Twitter accounts. We have the links of all these interviews. Also, if you want to know more in detail, IJV has a campaign specifically for IHRA, which is uh, called No IHRA. Their website is noihra.ca, so you can go there and get all the information. 
finally, uh, Corey mentioned Hassan Guillet's uh, case. So again, if you want to learn more uh, about uh, the controversy around Hassan Guillet, Hassan Guillet was a liberal candidate and he was dropped by the party after being accused by pro-apartheid group Ben Abdreth, uh that he's anti-Semitic. And so the Independent Jewish Voices Canada group um, released a statement, say they disagreed with that and they didn't agree with the Liberal Party drop in Hassan Gye. And so if you want to learn more about this whole controversy and why IJV took this stance in support of Hassan Gye, we also did an interview um, with uh, Corey Balsam from IJV, which we uh, we just heard in the interview I just played. I did another interview with him in much more detail about this case in particular, and also how it relates to the no IHRA a campaign that uh, IJV also is undertaking about the IHRA definition. You can go to our Mixcloud channels, Facebook, Twitter, and find the links to all these uh, all these uh, interviews about all these different topics if you want to learn about any of them in more details.